Welcome to the podcast, folks. Welcome to the Tesla Talks podcast for another week. Uh, this is still January, still 2021, still lockdown for most of us. <laughs> Wherever you are, you're dealing with, with what everyone else is dealing with around the world. Um, it is minus two for anyone that's wondering in Minnesota, <laughs> in cold Minnesota, um, what I mean by that for anyone listening at home. By the way, you can listen to this podcast. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch it live. I appreciate anyone that is live and anyone that watches it on YouTube. But you can listen to it on any of the popular streaming podcast uh, services, Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn. All the kind of stuff is in your car. You can get in your car. So thanks for uh, tuning in and uh those people that are listening to this after the fact and don't know what I mean by just talking and then just rambling out a negative uh, minus two Celsius temperature. Well, before the show started, we were talking with some of the people here in the chat and uh, one person's from uh, Minnesota. And I said, how cold is it in Minnesota? He says it's minus two, which isn't bad. Looking at my watch here, uh, it's minus one here. So I don't know. I don't know about you, Darren. Darren Darren's another uh, Canadian just like me. Would you, I, I would have thought that, uh, my ignorance, uh, I would have thought it would be colder in Saskatchewan. Sorry, not Saskatchewan, in Minnesota. Sorry, in Minnesota. But I guess it isn't. <laughs> Darren, Darren's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's, not, it's plus 10 where he is or, or something like that, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it was 12 degrees today. Was it really? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, I got to get out to Vancouver one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're here live on the podcast thanks for joining us folks we're going to talk about and you know what there were so many things the the plaid model s or let's just say the s refresh everyone was anticipating today's a uh, january 11th and today we're they were starting back up the line from their what two and a half three week hiatus a little, little refreshment break as elon put it and uh everyone was wondering or betting or, or suspecting that we're going to see some new <laughs> Model S fly off the assembly line and there'd be leaked pictures of it or something and nothing, <laughs> nothing, not even like, uh, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's 10 o'clock Eastern time, uh, just about quarter after 10 Eastern time. Uh, I would think if they were going to update the design studio for the Model S, they would have done it already. I'm trying to remember when they did the, the, the model Y or all the other ones. So anyways, yeah, we usually do them pretty late in the evening. Yeah. And they make updates. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, well you, know, you know what? Yeah. Maybe throughout the show, if anything happens between now and the end of the show, we'll, we'll definitely update you. Um, Franklin is saying RIP internet. So maybe it's his internet's not working. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see if he can uh, do something to get online. He's a, he's a, wizard so I'm, I'm sure if he can get on he'll get on if he can't he can't but um yeah so we're i'm talking i'm thinking about the model s i'm thinking what all the news is, is tesla stock as of last week it was doing great and then today it just it just um tanked but i shouldn't say tanked <laughs> i should yeah i shouldn't use that word tank because there's a lot of shorts and a lot of naysayers out there that are hoping or expecting the stock to tank, like literally. And I shouldn't say it tanks because it, it didn't do that. Uh, the whole market as a whole, and once again, I'm not a um, stock market advisor or financial advisor, folks, so don't take anything that I say 
at all serious and <laughs> definitely don't take it to the bank. Um, but the whole stock market today, from what I can see, did bad other than Neo and a couple other stocks. Oh, you know what? Where's my manners? I sincerely apologize. I'm sitting here t- rambling on, talking, talking about Saskatchewan, and <laughs> I'm talking about Franklin that's not even here. I should introduce you guys to the, my special guest that actually is here. He's a special guest because he's here, but he's been on the show so many times that it's almost like he's almost like part of the furniture. <laughs> Don't take <laughs> that as the wrong way, Darren. <laughs> yeah, Darren is here, one of our uh, good old long long uh, guest friends, or one of our friends that's a guest. You know what I mean? Uh, Drive Tesla Canada. He is the person, the the man, the the, the brains behind uh, Drive Tesla Canada. Welcome, welcome to the show, Darren. Thanks, Dex. Thanks for having me. No problem. Like I said, last minute. So I apologize for giving that last minute. Um, it's not even a heads up. It's just asking the last minute. You want to be on a podcast? And <laughs> without a doubt, he's like, "Yep, sure, no problem." That, Make that's, it work. Yeah, that's how that's how good of a guy he is. I just before we went on, I uh, he was telling me that uh, his his kids were getting ready for bed and everything. So, buddy, when I say and I I say this to all the guests, and and I don't know if it just sounds like I'm just saying it, but I, do truly appreciate each and every guest's uh, time and energy and um, devotion to that they take a little bit of time out of their day and out of their family. And like in your case, that happened earlier tonight, um, that you take time away from your family to, to be on a podcast, this small, little, tiny, little insignificant podcast. You don't have to, but I, I really appreciate it. No problem. It's my pleasure. Yeah. yeah thank it's you. Always, always fun being on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and if you're not on, you're always participating in uh in in the chat, which is always good to see. And you're always enlightening us and correcting us. <laughs> with, I probably stop doing that. No, no, buddy, absolutely <laughs> not. Do not take that as as a slight or anything. No, I welcome that because from day one when I started this podcast, I I should actually go back to the actual very first episode and and, and um, replay it because I remember saying, listen we're we're here just to shoot the crap about tesla by uh, by all means we don't profess to be experts or um you know official analysts in in any uh, topic about tesla or or evs in general we just we're just uh you know shooting the crap and and if we get it wrong we get it wrong and uh we don't do it intentionally so when you, when we can get someone to correct us and get it right so we have it right for the viewers that's uh it's always better that way so okay. don't don't apologize at all, uh, uh, Franklin. I see you talking to all the people in the chat room, which is great. But spend more energy of trying to get in here and stop talking about sushi. <laughs> That's all, <laughs> all I could say. So yeah. So getting back, uh, I, I apologize for being rude and not inter- introducing our guests, folks. I, I, I really should um, should have done that. Poor Darren is sitting there wondering when's he going to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know you, I know you better than that, that, that you're definitely not, not that type of um, vain person like that. <laughs> but what I was going to say is like, you know, so we, we're thinking of Tesla news and stuff. Like that, and because like I said, it was like a last minute thing. We were talking uh, like, what can we do? We talk about the stock price. Uh, we talked about that last week when it was on fire and stuff like that. And, and by the way, yeah, like I said, it dipped a little bit um, today. The whole market did. And, what I was going to say was Neo. Neo did really good today, but okay. First of all, this podcast is called Tesla Talks Podcast. I get it. Uh, and that's the channel and everything. But like I was always said from the beginning, like I'm into all kind of EVs and stuff like that. So it, it's if it's not just Tesla, if it's any other kind of EV news that's worthy of talking about, I'll definitely talk about it. And you 
guys in the chat let me know if you guys enjoy that or if you just want me to stick on tesla i mean i, I don't see any any harm in in talking about other evs and stuff like that. and neo neos if anyone doesn't know it's a chinese manufacturer in china that's doing very very well i mean i think they're around probably even before tesla and basically i think they're probably tesla's biggest competition right now and they just had just i guess like a reveal day or how how tesla would do a reveal or how um apple would do their their uh their iphone in september type of thing and then they do wwdc and stuff like that neo did what they call neo day on saturday and they it was a big presentation they announced their new car um and their new tech and their prices and stuff like that and you know what i mean i won't get into it but there is a youtube version uh, a youtube video out there that has like a subtitle version of it you can you can read along because it's all in chinese mandarin or cantonese i'm not sure which one it is i don't speak it so uh it was a long thing and they condensed it down into i think 15 or 16 minutes if you're curious about it it's very good 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 watch and the technology that they've got uh coming out if they can bring it out is pretty promising and for for evs in general and battery tech and stuff like that and you may say, oh, that's, I don't care about that. It's all about Tesla. And that's fine. But what it's going to do, just like the Porsche Taycan, just like uh, the Ford Mach-E and stuff like that, like what it's going to do is it's going to create competition, healthy competition, and it'll just put, not put Tesla on his toes, but anything, but it'll, not that Tesla would, would ever be the type to drag their feet or anything. They're always progressing, but you know, it'll light somewhat of a, a fire underneath them and, and just keep that healthy competition going. And at the end of the day, who wins out in the long run? It's, it's the, the customers and the consumers, right? Do, do you, do you agree with that uh, set, sentiment, uh, Darren, or, or do you think that, that um, Tesla should, should, uh, or, or you think Tesla doesn't even, uh, worry about those types types of people and no, I, other competition. Yeah, no, I agree that uh, any competition is good competition. Um, it'll, like you said, it'll push Tesla to keep keep progressing even quicker than maybe they they would have. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I think a good example of that is the the standard range Model Y. That at first he uh, Elon said wasn't going to come, and then I think probably a good. Um, um, indication of the competition was with the, the Mach-E. And, and if you look at the specs of the Mach-E versus the standard range Model Y, they're very close. So had the Mach-E not come out, I don't, I don't know if we would have seen the standard range Model Y, but. Seen, seen a standard range Model Y. They're, they're not making a standard range Model Y. I've got, a, I've got a, a, a tweet right here. I can show you that uh, Elon said back back whenever it was, when was this? Uh, when was it? This was back in last July, 2020, that uh, Jason asked about the standard range Model Y because they it, they just he couldn't find it on the page, and it looks like they took it down from the configuration page. And he was wondering if it's still going to make. And and Elon came right out and said, no, the range would be unacceptably low, under 250 EPA. So he said, no, they're not going to bring it out. So I don't know what you're talking about, Model Y. There's no, there, there uh, there's no standard range. Maybe are you talking about the three? No, I'm talking about the standard range Model Y. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because I actually, 
yeah, I remember that tweet and everything. And I had a dream last week. I know we we usually do these Tesla um, stories. We save it to to the end after we talk about the news and stuff. Like that. But you know what? I might as well talk about it now. I had this dream. It, it was really weird. Was, you ever had those one of those dreams where they're really really vivid, and you think you wake up afterwards, you think, wow, that that actually almost seemed real. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I had one of those dreams last week where. Um, weird. I know maybe my wife says I'm obsessed with Tesla and all that. So, so maybe that's what it was, uh, that I'm actually dreaming it and everything, but I dreamt that the, that the model Y actually came out, that, that Tesla released it in a standard range. Crazy. eh? Like, I, I don't know where, where I would come up with such a crazy thing like that from. Yeah. I don't know where. Yeah. But wait, wait a minute. I'm looking at a. You do drive Tesla Canada, right? Uh, yeah. 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 You, you yeah. wait a minute. You wrote an article dated January. Wait a minute. That was last week. You did. You did an article about the standard range. Is this just your wish list, or or you want this to come out? Because you're talking about the seven seater configuration, and and Elon's been talking about that since what November, and we've yet to see anything. I willed it into existence, Dax. You, oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's cheesy, folks. Um, <laughs> I figured I'd, I'd have a little fun, little little dream thing <laughs> with you guys. Well, the Model Y, as we all know, I, I I'm trying to remember when we did the podcast last week. I'm trying to remember if the if the Model Y if was the standard range was on our topic list. I don't I can't remember. I don't think it was. I think we're talking about the Chinese Model Y how they just started, but I don't think the news had broke. I could be wrong. This is how bad my memory is, and I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm losing my mind. My wife says I'm losing my mind all the time. So all jokes aside, yeah, the Model Y standard range is actually a thing. Like Now, Elon said it wasn't going to come, and now was he – they were talking about this today. I was watching um, uh, Zach and Jesse on Now You Know, and they were talking about it. was Elon – I guess sandbagging isn't the right term for it, but was he uh, tricking us or deceiving us that it wasn't coming because he didn't want to cannibalize or he didn't want to interfere with the sales of the rear wheel and the performance, sorry, the the all wheel drive and the performance. Uh, And he did that on purpose just so he can get the sales out in the fourth quarter. And then after the fourth quarter is over, then they're going to release this and they were going to do it the whole time. But he said this back in July. So yeah. And, and he didn't come out and he was prompted to respond to that. He was responding to a question about it. He yeah. could have just not responded to it and we wouldn't have known. Otherwise. True. True. So, you know, I mean, you bring up a very good point. Now let's, let's go back to what you said about two, three minutes ago. Uh, you're talking about uh, the Ford Mach-E and the competition. Now we're talking about competition. I tell me what you think, Darren. I mean, I think I know what you think because you, you already said it, <laughs> but you can elaborate on it if you like. The Ford Mach-E came out and it was supposed to be to go right up against, and, and it, let's let's face it, it actually does go right up against the, uh, the Model Y. So without it being, because we know the all-wheel drive and the performance is way up there in price. And right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Ford has only released their standard or their I, I don't know if it's a base or their mid-range. Basically, it's, it's not the GT that they're supposed to announce uh, later in the year, and that's going to be more of a performance variant, obviously, and probably 
go up against the the Model Y performance. So up until then, they just have this one out. And do you think that that Tesla like thought to themselves like you know what we gotta we gotta put something out to match Ford? I, I think personally that probably had a big. That was probably the biggest reason why they came out with the standard range Model Y. Um, Ford was un undercutting them in price, and uh, they were likely going to lose sales to people buying the Mach E. So, yeah, yeah, I, you know what? I, I think you're right, man. I'm looking right here. Okay, so um, for everyone at home that that is watching this or listening to this and hasn't heard about the Tesla Model Y. I'm looking off screen. I apologize not to be rude, but I'm, I'm looking at something that I have on a wall here um, from a few days ago. So we all know the um, the standard range comes in in the States as uh, 41.9, right? So basically 42. I mean, it's all this marketing thing that everyone does, but let's just say for lack of argument, argument's sake, it's 42,000. And I'm looking at the Ford Mach-E their base price is 42895 so $43. So it's a $1,000 difference. You, you think Tesla didn't purposely price it that way to, like like Darren's saying, to actually go up against the, the Mach-E? I don't know. I, I, I would find it hard. I would find it really hard to believe that they didn't. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, now, Keep in mind, now, I was talking to you about this, I think, last week, Darren. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe I, I talked to so many different people online, I sometimes forget who, who I was actually having a conversation with, but I'm pretty sure it was you, that, okay, so the difference between, in the U.S., the difference between the standard range uh, and the all-wheel drive is 8000 And here in Canada, the price difference is close to 14000 <laughs> It's like thir thirteen seven to be exact, because in Canada uh, the standard range comes in at uh, fifty two thousand two hundred and ninety dollars, if I'm not mistaken. That's off. I think that off the top of my head, so I could be wrong, but I think that's what it comes in at. So it works out to thirteen thousand seven hundred dollars cheaper than the all wheel drive, and I know our dollar is pretty bad here in Canada, but it's not that bad. Okay. So so they. I, it's actually a better deal and a better, a, a, a bigger win for Canadians be, in terms of price drop uh, and price variance between, between the uh, two different uh, variants. Now, for all our Canadian friends that are listening, Darren and I were talking about this because we're both Canadian. And we were talking about this um, a few, um, yeah, a few days ago that right now the Model Y in any kind of, uh, trim level does not qualify for the federal rebate, but, and and it's so confusing. Even didn't didn't weren't we confusing ourselves? <laughs> we went back and forth a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the wording, and you know, it, it's it's government and and pol political uh, wording. So you know, who blames us for getting confused? Type of thing. But it basically, if I'm not mistaken, how it it, it set that that. The EV ha can't be any more than fifty-five thousand Canadian, and right now, uh, coming in at fifty-two nine, uh, two nine, uh, fifty-two. Let's just say 50, 
yeah, 52. 56, 290 is the... 56, sorry, 56. Yeah. I don't know what to, yeah, 56. Thanks. See, this is why I have you on, so to correct me, right? right. Whether you're here or here. Yeah, sorry, 56, 290. That's right. Yeah. Well, I was saying 52, wasn't I? Yeah. You were. Yeah, yeah I was. 56, 290. So we all know that, you know, it's over the 55. So all they would have to do is drop it a little bit but keep in mind that 50 what i realized afterwards I, I did a video about it last week and i was corrected and i was mistaken uh the, out of that 56 290 there's uh delivery fees and taxes not taxes sorry, delivery fees and um uh air conditioning fee and and two or three other fees here in ontario that really if you strip out those fees because this incentive program the way it works is the price of the car with before fees and before taxes has to be under 55 and it comes in here in Ontario at least and, and maybe it's different out, out, out there for different um, things that they add on out there in BC and, and the other provinces here in Ontario it comes in as 54.99 so it comes in $10 under so tell me that Tessa didn't do that on purpose <laughs> but the other catch of the of our federal rebate is that it has to there has to be an entry level variant that comes in under 45,000. So basically 44,999, am I correct in saying that to Darren? Yep, that's right. And right now there isn't. And you know, the Tesla Model 3 did the same thing, had the same issue when it first came out and after if I, I want to say a couple of weeks if not maybe even a week only, Tesla did the right thing and what they did is they brought out an exact same Model 3 SR, uh, but it didn't call it a plus. It called it a standard range, and it was uh, software locked, and I'd like to say it was stripped down, but it wasn't. Everything was in there, but just software locked, and it was locked. At, the range was locked at 150 kilometers, basically really discouraging by making it that low, discouraging anyone from getting it, but at least having it there uh, in the pricing menu so they can say, well, now we qualify. They never posted it on their website in their designer studio or anything. Design studio, it was all off menu. So I heard, I think you, did you not do, someone did an article about it uh, that a handful of people uh, got the, the standard range last year. Yeah, I did that, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I could only find stats up until earlier, I guess last year now, um, probably maybe like April, May of 2020. And there was, I think it was 120 something standard range Model 3s that sold in Canada. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I remember that. I remember that a year or so since it was launched. Yeah, I remember those numbers now. And I was actually, I was quite surprised that it was that high, that many yeah. people. Like, I don't know. Anyways, but, you know, to teach your own. Like, I mean, if that's all you can get, it's all you can get. Um, so I totally get it. So Tesla can easily do that again. I mean, that's not even, that's just paperwork and a software. Uh, thing like that's that's not actually producing or manufacturing or messing up the production line to to do anything different hello hey we have an intruder yeah we have a resurrection from the dead i think is what we have better than an insurrection but nice nice of you to join us franklin it's been a struggle to get here yeah you know what you say believe to achieve <laughs> you taught me that, Mister. No, thanks. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. It's been I'm, like half hour of dealing with my internet 
trying to get it to come back. And then I was going to tether to my laptop, which is easier. And then I was trying to run around to try to find a mic that works with my laptop because it's not part of my new fancy spread. Uh, it's been fun half hour. Okay. Well, buddy, I just appreciate, like I was saying to Darren, I appreciate you uh, coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule. So I take care. It took like 20 minutes to introduce Darren. We're good. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and I've been rambling on and not giving Darren uh, a chance to get a word in edgewise. I mean, the poor guy didn't even get a chance to correct me when I was saying it was 52,000. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, it was 56. So, so yeah. So do you think, tell me what you guys think in the, in the chat below, but uh, Darren and Franklin, do you think that sooner or later, probably hopefully sooner that uh, Tesla will do the, the, honorable and they don't have to like they're i almost said do the right thing but they don't have to like there's no obligation on their part to do it but do you think they'll they'll do do it where they um make a software lock variant just to qualify the why darren okay. I'll, I'll go first um i my hunch is they will um you were talking earlier about the price differential and how much bigger it is here than it is in the States between the standard range and the long range. So I think that combined with the fact that it's priced once you take out the fees just under the $55,000 limit. Yeah. I think it would be foolish of them not to introduce a software locked model wide to get that extra $5,000 off. Cause if it does, it's just going to explode in terms of sales. Oh yeah. Well, you guys, Oh, sorry. Uh, Franklin, uh, what do you think? Do you think they're, they'll eventually do it? Uh, I think if they're going to do it, they would have did it to start, kind of like what they did with the standard range. No, but they with the three, you're going to say? Yeah, correct. I don't think they did it at the start. Yeah, I right, think from, it, right from day it? one, from when the rebate came into effect, it was right there from day one. Oh, why do I? Okay, I you, you, you got me corrected then. I thought, it, I thought there was a few days in between before they actually Here's the it. thing, right? Tesla's very good at knowing all the rebates and how to capitalize on them. Yeah. So like when we got ours with the big Ontario rebate, uh, the U.S. was at the end of their quarter, so they had to stop sending cars to the U.S. so they can capitalize on their rebate. And at the same time, ours was about to end, so it made more sense to send cars to Ontario. And Tesla was like, okay, let's capitalize on both rebates to get as many customers as possible. Uh, but... With that said, I think if Tesla were to do it, they would have done it from day one. So I, I don't yeah. foresee it happening uh, anytime soon, is my guess. But again, it's all guesswork, right? Well, that busts my bubble. <laughs> well, okay. well I, I think with the um, introduction of the rebate for the Model 3, the Model 3 was already for sale when because that rebate program was new in 2019. Um, so the Model 3 was already for sale when that rebate program came out, and then they had to adjust the prices to make it match or to make it qualify for the rebate. Okay. So, yeah. Franklin makes a good point that why not just do it right at when they announce it? So Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not Tesla that's losing money here, right? It's in their incentive to make the car cheaper and get as many people to buy it. Yeah, no, you know what? I no, I think no, they're not losing money, but I think definitely if Canadians could get it for five grand less, they would sell more. So they're not losing money, but if this makes sense, they're not making more money 
potentially of what they could. Because like Darren says, I think with that five grand, like, I mean, because here there, there's, there's some provinces, actually many provinces like here in Ontario, where we get nothing. Like if, if it isn't, doesn't qualify for the federal rebate, we get nothing. Our friends, our neighbors in Quebec, what, what do they get there? And they get like, <laughs> they, they get eight and you guys and you guys in BC get three, three. Yeah. And then speaking of which, you just found out today that um, uh, they are you guys are getting that right. Yeah, they, it was officially added to the list of, of vehicles today. So. Now, do you know? And, and here's here's your article that you talked about today. Uh, now it's called a. I'm not familiar with this stuff because uh, maybe I'm uh, ignorant to what happens outside of Ontario. <laughs> the CEV uh, is that. It? Can you tell me what that stands for, and or is it uh, self-explanatory? <laughs> if, I, if I remember correctly, it's the Clean Energy Vehicle Rebate. Okay, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I apologize. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay, so three, and that that in, that gives you three thousand uh, off. Now, if if they were to get <laughs> the five, if if federal was to kick in there, you guys would be getting eight over there. <laughs> Quebec yeah. would be getting thirteen. Wow. I think thirteen off a fifty-six thousand dollar car, uh, a SUV. Like now, now you're talking like regular CUVs and SUV prices. You're talking mid forties, right? Yeah, like, with when you factor in the gas savings, it's yeah, insane, right? it's it is it yeah. is almost gives me an idea. Anyways, for a different time, not not for this show. <laughs> um, I I'm, I kid. I actually have a friend that lives here in Ontario, but he has a business in Quebec. He just got a standard range back in back before Christmas. He's loving it. And the best part of it all, other than saving 13 grand, he doesn't have to drive around with a front plate. <laughs> That's what you take from that whole entire story. So yeah, so looking at Darren's, um, uh, hold on a second, I've got some stuff blocking. Doesn't my wife know that I'm doing a podcast and she's <laughs> blocking my tabs? I don't think with... he's doing many podcasts going forward if she's listening. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well, I still want to get her and other spouses on the podcast to talk about uh, the Model Y and Cybertruck and Tesla in general and how they put up with us. I, I think that'll be make for an interesting um, <laughs> podcast one day. So, yeah, so here is uh, from what I got from uh, Darren's website from his article so as we can see the uh standard range and the standard range plus model three has always got it right and they're eligible for the three thousand right there um and this is what it brings it down to and is that the last column there uh, it says bringing it down yeah I, okay that, that makes sense so no okay then sorry that's what it starts out at uh, 54 9 um yeah. uh so then it it would bring it down to fifty one nine, so just fifty. So basically, ten thousand dollars difference in than the American price, but in Canadian. So yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I'm hoping. I, I totally see what you're getting at, Franklin, and uh, I, I totally hear hear you. I'm hoping in the long run that that you're wrong. <laughs> I never wish my friends to be wrong ever, but uh, in this I hope case, I'm wrong. yeah. Uh, I hope because it's it just like I mean this standard range and i've had some people disagree with me but i think this standard range is going to sell 
immensely. But I've heard some people say, you know what, don't buy it. The range isn't there, especially if you live in, in Canada with, with the cold weather. So let's talk about that. So the range on this is 393 kilometers or what, 244 miles. Tell me what you guys think. Is, is there a reason, okay, other than maybe physics and stuff like that, uh, is there a reason why Tessa didn't go to 250 and 400 kilometers respectfully? <laughs> like, is that, you mean to tell me they couldn't squeeze out an extra, I think I worked it out to two and a half percent to out of the battery, out of some kind of efficiency, out of something, even lie. <laughs> they can't lie. I know it's EPA that does the testing, but like, I mean, do you think in the future that they will, you know how Tesla always does these little bumps and they do these little tweaks and stuff like that with efficiency. They find more and they did it with the three a bunch of times. They've done it with the, done it with the Y and they've done it the S and X. Do you think that a day will come where it'll be officially sold as a 400 kilometer standard range Model Y? So I think Tesla's pretty smart. They don't want to. That's how you began your last sentence. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, Tesla's very smart. We're pretty smart. Okay. You're just going to like take all the clips of me talking. It's just Tesla's smart. Tesla's smart. Tesla's. No, but like they don't want to sandbag their own products, right? So uh, there has to be everything you buy is like uh, based off the cost, based off what you're getting. And I'm sure someone at Tesla's calculated saying, hey, that this cost is what they're going to get. So if they yeah. increase it any more, the cost would increase. And obviously, you'd be paying more for what you're getting, right? Uh, it's kind of like uh, the whole whether whether you get a used S over a, a Y or a 3. Like, they don't, Tesla doesn't want to make it like a super easy, oh, this is the best value car we have. You're buying this one. They want to keep it open to all the different lines they have. So I think that's kind of plays a factor. And I know it's like such a small bump, but if you sit down and start doing all the math, that small bump can actually like make it or break it from uh, purchasing one over the other. No, I hear you. Yep, I agree. Um, speaking of purchasing one over the other. Uh, I was just, just going to say that. You're talking about Canadian drone pilot? Yeah. So he said, any idea if the S and X will get a refresh? The reason why I ask, uh, my wife and I are tossed up between the Model Y and Model X. If the X does not have a refresh, uh, then the Model Y could be better overall, right? So it's one yeah. of those things where one way or the other, uh, Darren, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off before you jumped, about to jump in. I just want to like segue into the question, right? So yeah, yeah. I think just like the Model Three when oh the standard range plus Model Three when it came out, it had three hundred eighty six, and now it's at four hundred two. Before the heat pump, and now with the heat pump, it's at what four twenty three. I think, I think uh, the natural evolution will it it'll eventually get over four hundred kilometers for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I see. I, I agree with you too. I think I think it will. But I see what Franklin's saying. It's almost like they don't want to show all their cards right away. It was three ninety three was enough to come out with that pricing to going back to what we were talking about earlier, go against or go up against the uh, Mach-E that they didn't need to make it any higher. But as time goes on and maybe something else comes out, like I think they're pretty calculated and it's, it's like a chess game for them. They know that, okay, yeah, you know, we could probably get 402 out of this type of thing. So we, we'll hold off on that. And when we will play our cards right and when we need to bump it up, we'll bump it up. Well, look at the 
the long range rear wheel drive Model 3, for example, uh, yeah. bumped up 30 kilometers plus what, like five, 10% uh, performance boost since we purchased it. A couple times, yeah. Uh, yeah. If the day I went to go purchase that car and an S owner went to go purchase the car, if the S owner knew they were going to get a range boost and a performance boost, would that give them that second, like, maybe I should spend a little less and get more? Or is it Tesla playing the long game here saying, okay, the time we implement this, those people are going to be so happy with their purchase, it's not going to matter too much, right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, Yohan's always 10 steps ahead of everyone, so... Yeah, but in terms of the refresh, uh, the X refresh, what do you guys think? Or the S refresh? We, we were talking about it earlier. Aaron and I were talking about it before you came back um, or when, before you came on. And we, we we touched on it, really. I don't know. I think – well, you know what? Darren, you're my guest. What do you think? And and, and you probably have – other than you being my guest, you're much more uh, involved and, and in the know about this kind of stuff than I am. He's on the assembly line. He's very involved. <laughs> <laughs> Just around the corner. Yeah. Uh, I think – there's been more clues now that a refresh is coming than than we've seen before. So I think chances are there's going to be one. Do you think it'll be interior and exterior or just interior? I think it'll be interior and exterior, but the exterior is not going to be as, as wild as what we are going to see when the plaid comes out. Mm, so you think the plaid, when the, the plaid's going to look different than, than the regular S? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it almost has to. <laughs> <laughs> True. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Franklin? Do you think? Um, I agree with Derek. Yeah, you know, we're looking at it now. Okay, but here, here is what um, the Canadian drone pilot is, is asking more or less. Uh, now we we all agree. I, I think to argue that the S and X isn't going to get a refresh, whether it's interior, exterior, both, whatever the. Uh, the assembly line wasn't shut down for a refresh because that, like I said, that argument has been made by so many other people before all the naysayers, I think, or, or people that are just don't think it was going to happen. I think that argument's gone. It definitely, like Darren's saying, definitely there's something there. Something is going to be changed. We just don't know what yet. I can. Well, so did you see anything I, today? Is that what you're going to say? Friend? No, no, I was going to say, so I've been in a, <laughs> I've been in a Model S and Model X plenty of times. Um, I've had them as loaners and all sorts of stuff. And every time I drive them, I get the feeling that I'm in like an EV that has so much ice legacy left behind with the way it's designed on the interior. Uh, where my Model 3 seems very futuristic. The Model Y feels very futuristic. Uh, I think they're going to, if they redesign it, I really feel like they're going to cut back on uh, buttons uh, they're going to have a more standardized autopilot stock. Uh, you'll see some of those things instead of having like its own separate uh, toggle. Um, I, I just think buttons in general is going to be like toned back a lot uh, because like the whole simplicity design approach of Tesla makes a lot more sense oh, yeah. uh, versus uh, what they're currently offering with those. And that's just obviously speculation again. And uh, I don't know. I just I just feel like. Tesla's very simple, uh, their, de their design approach, and the S and X don't feel that. Uh, I feel like the X, though, is so new in terms of, um, like, they, they didn't make it that long ago. It's relatively new. So I feel like the S is more likely to get the refresh first over the X. 
if I had well, to guess. Yo, once again, you read my mind because that's what I was just about to ask you. Okay, I was going to say, and I know I, I rambled on <laughs> leading up to that. We all know the S is going to. That's no argument anymore about that. But with the X, because like you said, it's newer than the S. Like, do you think they're actually going to go away from those Falcon wing doors? Because I saw a video last week. I forget who it was on YouTube saying that they'll go with a standard four-door regular. They're going to go away from the Falcon wing because it was so many problems and just make traditional doors. Hmm. Any, any opinion on that? Uh, Darren, do you think they're going to do anything to the X or do you think that this is, this refresh is strictly going to be for the S? Uh, that's a good question because, uh, Everything, well, I wouldn't say everything, but a lot of the stuff we've been seeing has been geared towards the S getting some changes, and there really hasn't been much chatter around changes coming to the X, but it's always been S slash X refresh coming. So, yeah, if, if I were to guess, I would, I would maybe say the S would get something first. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking so. I, I wouldn't, put it this way, I wouldn't be disappointed or surprised if, by later this week or next week, whenever whenever we do finally figure out or get announced or be told that something has changed, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's just yes. And later down the road, the X, like as they tweak it or something. Well, we'll they see. can't do the X yet because Earl just got his. So well, yeah. no, maybe that's why they'll do the X because just <laughs> mess with Earl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Earl. Um, it's what, what's he call our cars again? Peasants. Peasants, yeah. Peasants, peasants. If you play, so, if you play Cat Quest, by the way, in that game, it calls you a peasant constantly, over and over and over. Just so they got know. that from Earl. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if um, his doesn't say that. We'd have to find out. <laughs> so, so Mark uh, brings up going back to the to the Y, talking about the Y and the uh, the standard range and the Maki. How we were talking about how Tesla. Brings every, or strategically uh, prices and puts range and stuff like that. Um, Mark went out and did the, the heavy lifting for us. So here you can see in his first uh, thing, he says Ford Mach-E, uh, it's the SR, I guess, I guess that's what it's called, 42985. Did I have, oh, I had 895. Okay, maybe I'm dyslexic. I have it, like I said, I have it on my wall here, but maybe I'm dyslexic. Uh, 230 miles, 0, 016, uh, 5.8 seconds. Looking at the next one, the Model Y SR, 41.9900. So, like I said, still about a thousand dollars difference. 244 miles because, hey, if they're already got them by 14 miles, why, why, you know, why show your cards and <laughs> why go to 250 if you don't need to? <laughs> if you've already got them beat coming out of the gates, right? And the zero to 60, the performance is half a second quicker. Yeah. That could, I'm sure, that could even be tweaked a little bit. So yeah, so. Thousand dollars less, you get fourteen uh, miles more, and uh, zero point five, zero to sixty time faster. Yeah, and yeah. don't, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then don't get me wrong, I, I, I don't profess to be a Tesla fanboy just because I have a Tesla channel, <laughs> but um, I, 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 I like the Mach-E. I think it's a great car. I saw one in person last year down at the auto show. I haven't driven in one yet, but from what all the reviews and and drives i've seen online it looks like a very good car i don't think anyone would have a problem getting it um the efficiency is not there like the model y and um, i don't know if you guys watch uh, a lot of youtube there's this one channel called tfl they usually do trucks and stuff like that. 
but it's a uh, father and son team, and they've they've uh, actually bought. They they first started out buying a Model X uh, earlier last year, and they didn't like it. And I think they traded up to a Model Three, uh, and they did some testing with that. Or maybe they bought the three and then the X. I forget. They bought one, and then now they've finally moved on to performance Y, and they're uh, testing that against. They've got a loaner from Ford the the Maki and they're doing some interesting tests with that they've got uh, three or four episodes out that they do some interesting tests and the last test they were going up uh, they're, they're in Colorado I think Colorado Colorado yeah um, and they did some going up this high altitude uh, highway and then coming back down it and at the end of it the Model Y is probably a good twenty to thirty percent more efficient than the than the Maki so and and you know. Y- 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 you as a Tesla person, you can't find that surprising because it's that's T- Tesla's uh, got the secret sauce. They've they've got the battery management and the efficiency nailed down. Uh, there's, there's I don't think yet as as much as I'm I love to see more EVs come out from other manufacturers. Nobody can touch them for for efficiency. Porsche they're they're doing pretty well. I think they're probably got the best out of out of all of them. But anyone else. I don't think they can touch them for efficiency. But anyways, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that before we, we move on? I mean, don't get me wrong. We're going to keep talking. We, we, we put in so, the S and the X in there, but we're going to be talking about the Y. <laughs> Mark, Mark brought up a good point again. He said the Ford is, is the Ford repurposing uh, heavy ice parts for the Mackie. And uh, hmm. test driving a Mustang, the first thing I noticed, and again, uh, this was even before I got my Tesla. When did you test drive a Mustang? Uh, uh, two months before I took delivery of my Tesla, so it'd be 2018. So I test drove one, and the first Con- thing I noticed, conveniently before any of us knew him, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> joshing you, buddy. <laughs> so I actually used to really like them before I test drove one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I absolutely hated it. Uh, and the first thing I noticed, and again, kind of going back to my point, there was like a massive array of buttons everywhere. It was like a cluster. It was so confusing, the number of buttons they had everywhere. I got a question for you, not to cut you off, but did you hate buttons before the Model 3 came out? Yeah. See, I didn't. It, it didn't bother me. Buttons never bothered me. I mean, I didn't want a Boeing 7 uh, a cockpit or anything like that. But That's what it felt like. Buttons? Oh, really? Volkswagens. I find Volkswagens and Audis are like that. And one of my friends has an uh, older style Mustang, and it's yeah. one like it's beautiful on the inside. It's amazing how clean yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. And then you go like try some of the new ones, and it's like they have buttons for everything, and it's just like a cluster. And I just I don't know my OCDs because like the buttons aren't aligned everywhere, and it's just a nightmare. <laughs> you, you don't drive a Ford, do you, Darren? <laughs> I, I do not, and never have. So. Never have. You know what? I I if I if if I couldn't get. Uh, the pickup truck that we have now, I would have probably picked an F one fifty out of all the big three uh, full size trucks to buy. I would have probably got an F one fifty. I think I, I I have no problem with Ford, um, but I, I see what you're saying, Franklin. It's that so there are a lot of buttons. What I was gonna say is kind of like transitioning this now. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the interior, but uh, like the the exterior looks great. I saw it last year at the auto show. Um, but the interior has like a ton of buttons as well. And it also has this big jumbo, well, has two screens. 
but that's a jumbo screen. So I'm thinking to myself, what do they need all these buttons for if they have the screen? Can I not? I don't know. I guess I'm like spoiled by the clean of my Tesla. And I don't know. I just don't like having buttons everywhere. That's that's the takeaway from today's show. I don't like buttons. <laughs> that's the takeaway. Uh, let, let, let's take a look for all our uh, at home Ford people or our at home uh, watchers. These these are pictures of the uh, Mach-E interior. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? What I will give them credit for, and I'll give them credit for a lot. Don't, don't think this is the only thing. But that circle, that little jog shuttle in the middle, how it's on top the screen, and in that middle of the circle, it's still uh, touch, like capacitive or whatever it is. I think that's pretty interesting. Am I, am I uh, a fool to even find that impressive? <laughs> yes. There's I am okay. Well, there, 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 there's your buttons there, buddy. There's the buttons all on the side. Well, that looks just like a Tesla. I mean, you gotta the, have buttons. On a those side. are fine, but if you zoom in further, it's the ones on the wheel. Look how many there are. There's like twelve or thirteen. Have you seen a Ford Explorer, man? <laughs> That's what a Ford Explorer looks like. Yeah, buttons, and we're not knocking it. Like I said, I think I'm glad. Uh, let's get out of the screen. I'm glad there is competition. I'm glad a Maki is out. Just like I'm glad. Pole stars are out. I'm glad ID4s are out. I actually like the ID4. Uh, because, like I was saying earlier, Darren and I were saying, it's, it's more comp, uh, competition. It's just better for the consumer in the long run, right? I mean, I don't think it could be a bad thing. And not just for the consumer, just more EVs on the road in general. Yep. Better for the environment, better for the economy and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. What are you laughing at, Franklin? The comments. <laughs> Oh, sorry. See, okay. See, this is this is what I have you for. Fix, fix or repair daily, Ford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard found um, on road dead. <laughs> I've heard that before. More buttons, more problems. More buttons, more problems. You know what? Yeah, and to some extent, that's true. I, I, I'm a gadget. I'm a button guy, but uh, not in my car. But I, I can see more buttons, more problems. <laughs> um, hold on a second. 11 o'clock, my screen starts to go into a uh, night mode. So I got to take that off. Getting back to the Model Y and the standard range, what also what we haven't even touched on yet, and we're already uh, 54 minutes into the show, 20 minutes of it was introducing Darren, <laughs> but 50 minutes, 54 minutes into the show, we haven't even talked about what else uh, Tesla announced as they announced the, the standard range. The long-awaited, they announced the long-awaited um, uh, third row, the now, when they first announced it, there weren't any pictures and we were just guessing. But uh, a few days later, or I think the next day maybe even, they started uh, showing some pictures and they actually have a video. And while uh, Darren or Franklin is telling me what they think of the third row, I will pull up the uh, the video. You go ahead, Franklin. Um, it's good if you chop off your legs. You, you know what? Okay. I'm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like what I started with. <laughs> well, no, I actually was impressed you didn't start off with. You know what? Uh, Tesla is smart. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Darren? Would could you see? And you've got young kids just like I do. Could you see yourself in in a Y finding the third row um, uh, useful? I think with young kids for sure. Okay. Um, and I think after watching the video and and seeing how they've implemented it with the sliding second row, I think 
there's going to be more legroom than people are anticipating. Is it going to be a lot? No, but I think it's going to be more more than what people were expecting from the pictures that they've seen so far or before the video came out. Yeah. Yeah. And as I pull up the, the video here, I got, uh, I ended up going to <laughs> one of Lou's videos. Okay. So I apologize for anyone listening and at home and not watching. Um, I am playing the YouTube video or the video. I, I guess it was, you, you said in, in your um, article, Darren, that this was leaked. Do you know the origins behind that or did you leak it? <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it came from someone got a hold of it before it's going to land on the official Model Y support video page. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it is the official Tesla video. Okay, because I haven't been back to the design studio since they first announced the Y, so uh, the standard range of the third row. It's still nothing on the page showing it. It just has that button to add 3,000. Exactly. Okay. And the only image is the one they've released on Twitter. I think it was, yeah. That wide angle one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, for people at home, the third row in, in the U.S. is 3000 extra. And uh, here in Canada, it's $4,000 because we pay a lot more for things. And our dollar's not worth as much. But you know what? And I thought, just like you, Franklin, uh, it's going to be useless unless you have small kids or you don't have feet. But just like Darren, after I watched this video, I thought to myself, wait a minute. They they might have done something here. No, okay, now they can't do anything about headroom. I get that. The glass is going to be right there, and you're going to have to be a of smaller stature. Let's just say, like like myself, shorter. Let, let's not beat around the bush. You have to be shorter. You can't be six two and go in the back seat. I mean, your legs won't be the issue. <laughs> I think I think you being over like this, hunched over for the length of the drive, that'll be the issue. But it doesn't look that bad. I th I think it's ingenious. What they not saying genius, not to say no other car company has done this before, and 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 Tesla reinvented the wheel. Tesla's really smart, Adax. <laughs> I think I got a show title now. If you keep saying it more and more, yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like, I love how and like once again, I'm going to say Tesla's not the first one to do this, where the seat uh, is on sliders. We we knew that it was probably going to be on sliders anyways, but how it tilts up, and, and I know other, other SUVs have done that where it tilts up. I think, uh, if I remember, my I had a 2017 uh, Toyota Highlander and had the third row, and it also, the bench seat that we had, it was actually wasn't a bench seat, it was a captain's chair. It actually tilted up, and the back actually folded down to get to allow easy access for the um, third row passengers. So, it's ingenious how it is, and I haven't seen anything. Darren, you tell me if you've heard or seen anything. I, I've i just heard about it, but I haven't seen anything on paper or any videos of it. That that third row, I mean, we all know it's going to have USB-C and cup holders in the center. And that that's when well-documented. It's actually in this video. I should actually, as we're talking, people watching at home, play the video. But um, there's rumors that it'll have uh, HVAC system will be pumped in back there too. There'll be vents. Have you heard that? I had heard that there was going to be yeah uh, third row, third row venting. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know what? Like somebody was saying, I mean, the third row venting, and the the fact that your the seats are on the second row is on sliders, so it can go back and forth, uh, and you're sitting up higher. Whether you use the third row at all, or you use it once a year, or once every two years. It may be worth that four thousand here in Canada, three thousand in the U.S. to get it just for 
that extra heating system uh, and it distributing the heat evenly more to the back if you've got stuff cargo in the back that you want that you need to keep heated or something <laughs> i don't know why you would but let's just say you do but your your back passengers even in the second row can uh, be a little more comfortable and slide back and forth and sit up higher because one thing i don't know if i mentioned it actually i did i mentioned in in one of my uh or the one why video i made when i got the why as a loaner for for a day uh, the one thing I noticed in the Y is because the doors are higher and the seat, you sit flat to the floor, that when my kids were back there, they thought that they were sitting a lot lower, which they weren't compared to a three. They were in the same seat as they were in the Y, as they were in a three. It's just the door sills and the window sills were higher up because it's a bigger door. And because when they looked at us in the front seat, we're on risers. So we looked higher up. And when we, I remember I turned my head to look at the kids in the back seat, and they physically looked like they were <laughs> a lot lower. So with these risers, that, that may be a game changer, like in terms of having everyone, all the passengers at, at a level playing field, at least visually. So I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a lot of money, uh, an extra three or four grand if you don't need it, if you're not going to use it. But, you know, maybe just for those features alone, it may be worth it. And also, you know, if we do get the rebate here, uh, another rebate I didn't mention when Darren and I were talking about it in here in Canada is there's a seven there's a seven seat seater SUV. I don't know if it's SUV, but it's some rebate for EVs that have seven seats or more, uh, and it can't be instead of being over fifty five or being under fifty five, it can't be over sixty thousand. So they give you an, another five thousand uh, leeway to play with. So right now, you know, the, the Model 3 would come right, sorry, the Model Y would come right in there too if they could just get an entry-level variant. And that would, so basically you get 5000 off, you pay 4000 so you're getting the third row free and saving 1000 bucks. Not a bad deal, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think if, if money's not... not I don't want to say not an option, but if, if you can afford to get the third row, I think it, it makes sense because the only thing you're losing if you get the third row is that smaller um, storage space in the in the trunk. You, you have that big sub trunk in the Model Y, and then you have a smaller one closer up where the third row would sit. So that's the only true um, storage space you're losing. And, and that storage space isn't really... Um, useful for anything other than like a small, I want to say like a briefcase or something, something small and flat. You're it, right. It's not a very big storage area. So if you can afford to get the third row, I, I think it, because the third row does flow fold flat as well. So you can, you still have that storage space when it's not in use in terms of the overall trunk space. So. No, exactly. And, and you're, you're seeing it here in the video. You're, you're exactly right. I forgot about that, that, that you're right. That second further up, storage it's very shallow it's very thin like you said like a briefcase or or maybe the the charging cable pouch yeah. that tesla offers if you don't want to keep it in the front so yeah i mean yeah if uh, I, I totally agree with you if if money is not a an object in terms of which money is always an object let's not kid ourselves but if you can see yourself using it if you got young kids like darren and i and uh you know i'm sure my wife and I could fit back there. We're 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 shorter people. I'm sure we would have no problem. Maybe not on a long trip. I know my son. My son's tiny uh, for for his age. He's small. 
<laughs> feel sorry for the kid. He's not gonna he's not gonna be a giant. <laughs> so for the foreseeable future, if I ever got into a Y and I got a third row, he would be able, he would love it back there. Like I said, when we had the Highlander and it had the third row, they the kids loved being back there. They were so far away from us, they felt like they were they felt like they were on a plane. <laughs> kids kids love third rows. I don't know why. <laughs> You're gonna say something, Franklin? No, I was just gonna say. Uh, that Mark's saying it's going to be used as a punishment to send people to the third row. <laughs> and uh, Tesla needs to make a coin flip app so you can see who's going in the third row. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, you know, I mean, like, to each their own. I mean, I know a lot of people were were waiting. Even they wanted to get a, an all-wheel drive, but they were waiting for the third row uh, variant. And Elon, I, I think in November or October... Or maybe even December said it was coming, so people were waiting for it. Um, and I know a lot of people were telling those people that were waiting for it, like, "Don't wait on it; it's going to be useless." I, I think at times I was one of those people that said, "It's going to be useless." In other than you know, toddlers, you're not going to be able to put people in there, and, and of course, toddlers are always going to be needed to be in car seats or boosters, so it wasn't going to be useful. But now seeing it and seeing videos of it. It changed my mind. It it's uh, it's they're gonna sell more third row that third row option than I originally thought. And, and I think a lot of people had these grand ideas that this third row is gonna have so much legroom and you're gonna be able to fit three adults back there. But no, I don't think any third row in any vehicle has ever been a big <laughs> had lots of legroom to allow two adults to sit comfortably back there. So. Exactly, and and that's my point. Thanks very much, Mark, for that comment. Send me to the back. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll tell you right now. I can't wait till it comes out because I want to try. I I'm pretty sure I fit back there, no problem. Um, I'm not a I'm not a big person. If anyone uh, hasn't seen me, uh, doesn't know me. Um, no, uh, Darren is exactly right. I mean, it's it's it is. Let, let's move on. We, we, we've talked enough about this third row and stuff like that. Um, what came out? Oh, you know what? Yeah, no, let, let's let's not jump around. Let's talk about what came out today. Uh, just before we came on, actually, probably within the an hour before uh, coming to air, if that's, I guess I could say coming to air, um, we talked, um, someone on Twitter broke the news, uh, the kilowatts. I think his name is, correct me if I'm wrong, I think his name's Andrew. Ryan. Ryan. That's what I said. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, his name's Ryan. I don't know why I was thinking Andrew, but I did think I, Andrew. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Ryan broke the news from uh, kilo, the Kilowatts, uh, his Twitter page. He talked, he, he uh, found out that there is a heated steering wheel, the elusive, the highly anticipated, the most wanted thing in Tesla existence, I think to date, <laughs> is a heated steering wheel on the three and a Y. Well, finally, uh, we knew that it was going over in China, and we knew that the, with the Ch Chinese uh, different um, tweaks here and there that it was actually going to make it out there. But we didn't know if it was coming here, and we didn't, especially we didn't know if it was going to be on the standard range. Oh, which brings me to the other thing that I missed, forgot to say. Do you guys find it strange that Tesla didn't take anything away like like they did with the Model Three when they made the standard range compared to the 
all-wheel drive, like how they strip stuff off and everything had to be like like the back seats and stuff like that and the premium sound and everything. And the why they didn't, everything that's in the all-wheel and the performance is in the standard range. You guys found that weird? Or you think it's all about production efficiency? I was surprised to see that the premium interior was included. But when you think about it, the standard range plus has almost everything that the premium interior in the long range and the performance has. It, there's just a few components from the uh, stereo missing. So yeah. when you look at it that way, maybe not that surprising. They've yeah. always really struggled to differentiate uh, premium interior, at least since the threes come out. Compared to, yeah, you're right. Compared to how it was supposed to be. When yeah, because yeah. the S and the X way back when had a ton of different options of how to configure. So you'd pay for exactly whatever you wanted. And then when the 3 was released, they're like, oh, premium interior, it's standard price. And uh, no one knew what the standard was going to give you. And then the standard comes out, and a lot of the features that the standard interior was supposed to have that we paid extra for ended up coming to the standard. Uh, so I feel like it's something that they've always been not super clear themselves on. Yep. Yeah, the, the standard range was supposed to come with uh, cloth interior, not the not the vegan leather like the long range and the performance. Exactly. And it wasn't supposed to come with a glass roof at one point, or at least that was the speculation. Yeah, so you're right. Uh, they, You know what I think it is? I think they realize it's it's – all about efficiency for production and if if it means that they're going to lose more money then it's going to cost them to leave it in there by changing production lines and retooling and 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 stuff like that and disrupting lines or needing more lines or separate lines to to make these noticeable changes tesla probably figured out you know what let's just keep it in there like i mean and we'll we'll and, and actually, they're smart about it. What they did do, not that everyone agrees with it, but they software locked a lot of stuff. It's like, it's in there, but you know what? We'll leave it out. We'll throw it physically in, but we'll leave it out digitally. And if you want it, you pay for it, right? So, it's like Gary said, it's all about delivery and numbers, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. Well, uh, getting back to the kilowatts in their tweet, um, or his tweet, Ryan's tweet, uh, he has some pictures here. Uh, because when I first saw it, I thought, you know, is he talking about a Chinese one? But he's got some pictures, and he has a video down below, too. If you haven't uh, seen it and you're not watching here, go to the Kilowatt uh, account on Twitter, and you'll see what, what we're talking about. It looks – correct me if I'm wrong, guys, looking at this picture. Does it not look like a, a regular wheel? Does anything glaringly different about this wheel? No, it looks the same to me. Yeah. It looks the same to me too. Uh, it looks a little warmer. No, I'm just kidding. You can't tell. <laughs> if, if you look in this picture, just through the steering wheel there on the right of the stock, right below the the uh, drive neutral and reverse part of the stock, you'll see on the screen the little icon for the steering wheel. It's all in red. Now there's another picture here showing that it is a standard, uh, if there was any doubt. And then in the HVAC um, on screen menu there you can see that there's an actual Looks option like gap. There. oh oh that gap <laughs> and then uh i guess what's it showing here that it doesn't have a dual motor badge on it once again proving that it's standard i guess um but you know what i don't care that it's i mean it's great that it's standard but i don't care that it's standard i'm just uh, 
surprised and impressed that it's actually here in North America uh, on whether it's on a performance, uh, an all wheel or even a standard, but even better, I guess at, at the end of the day, it's even better that it's standard range um, knowing that we'll get it. And then, like I said, there's a video, if you're watching at home or you're watching the, the video or the YouTube version of this, there's a video that, that they played showing that uh, they did a little quick video showing that showing the standard range. So we know that is coming or sorry, we know that is here. Now, what do you guys think about the um, HEPA filter? Do you think that will slowly make its way or, or eventually make its way over? I think it will, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think now, okay, if you guys had to choose one, a heated wheel or a HEPA filter and it, as like an, an option, which one would you guys pick? <laughs> I'd probably go with that. I would probably go with the HEPA filter. Yeah, I think I think I would too. What'd you say, Franklin? Uh, FSD Beta Canada would be my choice. <laughs> you know, I I thought after an hour and thirteen minutes we could actually get through an app. No, I'm just kidding. I, I I agree with you, buddy, and and I fully support your your uh, cause. <laughs> I'm sorry. There. Okay, yeah. the chat saying heated wheel, heated wheel. Heated wheel, eh? All day. Yeah. yeah. Noah's saying heated wheel. Um, like I said to Darren, I think for where we live, I feel like the heated wheel would give more utility. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, from a utility point of view, yeah. But like I was saying to Darren before we went live, we were just chatting a little bit, and I said to him, you know, I've had this car. This is my third winter, so two and a half winters or three, if you want to. Um, uh, estimate, and I've never got one Scott in this car. Like for one, I'm I'm a religious person that I always preheat um, the car. So whether it's for two or three minutes or fifteen to twenty minutes, I always preheat. But I've never got in the car in the winter time, and I've never that I ever said, "Wow, this steering wheel is cold and I can't touch it." Now I've been in cars previously before Tesla's where they didn't have a heated steering wheel. And I know when it's cold, when it's minus 20 out or minus 10 out and the first five minutes of driving, if you don't have gloves, you're like, you're just, like just touching the wheel and like you're, you're doing one of those like very cautious trying to not touch the wheel, but turn the corner and all that. So I've been there. I get it. Or you use your sleeve of your coat. <laughs> like I, don't, I can't remember last time I even wore a coat in my car, to be quite honest. My wife, bugs the crap out of me all the time why don't you bring your coat <laughs> we i went to pick up um I'll, you know i'll save that story as one of my little tiny stories so my point is i've always preheated the car and there's a there's a technical way that you can preheat the car and put the vents to point to the steering wheel to heat it up if it really bothers you i don't even do that and i've never had a problem with the wheel being cold so to have a, a heated steering wheel to me, it's a nice to have, and I guess for resale value and comfort level, it's great to have, but I wouldn't use it all the time. I, I would definitely take a HEPA filter over it. I think I think come World War III, we're gonna we're gonna be glad we had that HEPA filter. Or maybe not. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't come to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our, our viewers at home that are watching. This is apparently, I don't know where this, uh, maybe, maybe I should have 
read the goddamn article. <laughs> uh, this came out on January 4th, so maybe you can tell me more about it, um, <laughs> Darren. But there's a picture here um, from Reddit. Did someone get their hands on on an image, or or is this from China? Someone pulled the thing off one of the cars in China and saw it? Yeah, yeah it's from China. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so as you can see, the, the guy, I guess the, the person there is putting their hand to give it some kind of uh, uh, semblance of size. And it looks it looks like a good size filter. It looks like very similar to the size the, as the one in the S and the X. Like it's going to be – I have no idea how much it's going to be to replace that. Like do, you, do we know what the price is for the ones in the S and the X to replace? No, I'm it, not familiar with this. It, it ain't like, going to be cheap. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that. But no, I. you know what? And and that's the other thing. Here's my question to you guys right now. I know neither of you guys, and you guys can tell me in the chat to uh, play along with my little game here. But the guys on the panel, I know you guys aren't, or I'm pretty sure you're not in the market for a Y, even though I know Franklin, you've got like 17 Ys on order. You're waiting for the real wheel. But if you were to buy a Y to use, I know, you, like I said, Franklin, you're doing it for RoboTaxi purposes and stuff like that. But if you were buying a Y, like you needed to buy a Y and you wanted the standard range uh, after the announcement came out last week and rebate or no rebate, you were going to buy one. Would you wait hoping or knowing that what's coming from China eventually or would you say no i'm just i'm gonna buy it right now i'm curious to know depends on your situation do i have a car in this situation that's gonna last Am yeah no no, no 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 you, you you have a car you're in a exact situation you're just upgrading from your three and you could buy it now if you really want a why you've decided and you've done all the pros and cons and you're okay put it this way you're getting an extremely good trade-in value from Tesla for your three that expires at the end of February. Do they give me my lifetime internet connectivity? Okay, stop it with all the conditions. <laughs> Just give me an answer. <laughs> no, I, I do not. No, you would you wouldn't um you do not what? I, I would not trade in my three. Oh, that's not what I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> Darren. <laughs> um that's a tough question because there's more than just the HEPA filter. There's the center console, um, maybe the new interior finishes on the door that maybe people would want to buy before that comes because there hasn't been a very good, um, hasn't been a lot of good feedback on that new feature. So I probably would trade it in now and get the Y. Okay, so I'll, I'll answer yeah, the question okay. truthfully. I won't be a jerk. Um, <laughs> oh no, I didn't think you were being a jerk. I just thought maybe you weren't getting my question. I, I, I don't. I don't think uh, waiting for all the improvements are worthwhile for my okay. everyday use. Okay, and least. and and that's what people are saying. Some people are saying in the chat too that the uh, the HEPA filter is not worth worth it, and they they wouldn't wait. I guess I'm the only one. Oh, by the way, John, check. He's the guy from Minnesota, right, Darren? I forgot. I right. so. Yes. The the what do you, how do you say it there, John? You're a Minnesotian? I, pardon pardon my ignorance, but this is this is stuff we were talking about before you came on, Franklin. <laughs> Anyways, John says uh, he's got an X 
And um, the HEPA filter for that costs $500 US. <laughs> so maybe, you know what? I changed my mind. I will get it before the HEPA filter. <laughs> I, I want a regular single. What 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 do they cost? Like 70 bucks, 50 bucks in 23? 20? $23, I think. On oh, that's right. Yes, it is. Yeah. But you, buy, you have to buy two. Two, yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So just under 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, he has a Y, not an X, by the way. Who? John. I thought he said I had an X. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, he has a Y. And uh, by the way, <laughs> Gary's not wrong. You got to pay to play. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you got to pay to play. Yeah, you're right. He, he looked it up at Tesla's, how he figured out the price, by the way. So oh, that, that's okay. Uh, that, you yeah. know, that's my. In, internal thing thinking okay how does he know this price but i didn't want to say anything but um i i, I fully believed him and, and stood by what he was saying um are, are we talk finished talking about the why like this is like a why pack show we could we could briefly i don't care i don't know if you guys care to uh talk about this uh, single piece castings uh casting on on the underbody now now that it's finally i guess they they got that big giant casting thing that they were installing for months or a few months back at Fremont. They, I guess they got it up and running and they're actually, they didn't even announce this. I mean, this is typical Tesla, right? Why would they announce it? Um, but they've got wise out there in the wild that actually have this um, single piece casting in the rear. Now, this is another article from uh, Darren. This came out when, oh, this came out today, right? You're talking about this? Yeah, this morning. This morning. Okay. And this is from, oh, this is Tony. Is this Tony's car? I'm not sure if it's his. I meant to ask him that mm. because he, he got one back in October, November, uh, September, October, I want to say. So maybe he got his, another one or traded oh, it in. Maybe. We, he's selling enough of these uh, quick bandits. Maybe he's, uh, the the for license now. plate holding business is doing good for him. Yeah, because he's saying that this is a 97K VIN and uh, it was delivered just before Christmas by the looks of it. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, it's something that's better off. Uh, would we notice the difference driving it? Like, put it this way. That's one thing that if I knew was coming down the, the pike, as opposed to the double piece casting, that I probably wouldn't wait for. <laughs> like, because I don't think anyone's going to notice that. It's a nice to have, but I don't think it's a, it's a wait for to have. But at the end of the day, it's good because does that not correct me if I'm wrong, guys? Does that not just say that their production is now faster in a single in, in a single piece? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think so too. Uh, I think we've hit all the topics. Uh, anything else, you guys? Any any uh, Cybertruck news or Model Three news that you guys can think of? No. No. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Okay. Um, we will come, you know, I guess we're at 123. I was going to do some um, um, questions, but I can save them. There are only a handful of questions. Do you have, Franklin, did you see any questions in the uh, chat as we were going along? Uh, I, we touched them on, on our. One of the ones was if you're getting a Y now, will you pay 10600 for FSD? That's a good question. That's the other factor. Now, that's what I was wondering, and I, I guess I didn't articulate it right, or it didn't come to me at the time. 
would you wait knowing these few features that you want from China eventually will come here? Will you wait and take the risk of FSD beta coming here to Canada? And um, in the States, obviously, it doesn't make a difference. But here in Canada, I guess this is a question for just Canadians. Uh, our FSD price here in Canada is $10,600. When it goes up, if it goes up like like uh, Elon says it's going to, uh, a week after it's announced in that particular country, the equivalent of two grand what it went up in the States, that would bring it to, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, would that be in like 14 grand, like reaching that range? Yep, you're up there now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good used car. So you say to yourself, I want FSD uh, and I want to get it cheap and I don't want a subscription. So I've, I'm going to forgo those those extra things that I'm waiting for that will make my life a little bit better with the HEPA filter and the um, heated steering wheel? Or do I say, screw that, uh, I'm going to wait to get all that? No, Siri, I'm not talking to you, Siri. Sorry. Siri. I, think, uh, I think you can lock in your price by placing an order on the car and then hoping that the six-week delivery time you get like an update by then, and then you'd be like, "Well, I don't really want this one. Do you get me a new VIN?" Yeah, I guess you could play that game. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can be that customer that they won't like to deal with. <laughs> but but what you could also do is is hold out for the announcement of um, the FSD subscription. That may be something that you know, it's very promising to a lot of people. I, I I think a lot of people are waiting for that, actually. I mean, I'm I'm just curious. I mean, I already have FSD and everything in this car. If I move on to another one, it may, may, may all obviously be a factor for me, whether I, I buy FSD now or or then or wait. Like, I'm really curious. You guys, I mean, I know we've talked about this numerous times, but... I still think FSD is way undervalued for what you get, and it's still cheap, and people are going to be amazed when it hits literally 40 50,000 and when it hits that high if not higher uh people are going to be complaining but the industry as a whole wants to flip to taxis they want to flip to service where you have a car coming to you and tesla's the only one that's offering these feature sets out in public at a very very low cost uh if you look at other full self-driving companies that are testing out their cars they're do they're doing tests or they want to do taxi services, not to sell full self-driving cars to end consumers. And those cars yeah. are extremely expensive. Uh, and it's a massive market. So it's going to be way more than what most people want. And uh, from when Elon said it, uh, that it's going to keep going up every, um, every what is it, couple of quarters or whatever, he's been really consistent. So I think by the end of this year, uh, at least in Canada anyway, we're going to be probably approaching 20K, is my guess. And wow. yeah, we'll see how accurate I am. Because like since we started this podcast, how many times have I said like, oh, I think they're due for a price increase. Within you know a couple of weeks, we get one. Or like within a month or two, we get one. Uh, and we're going to see probably at least, like once we get the beta here, we're going to see a $3,000 increase which will push it towards, uh, what did we say, 14? I'm guessing somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, and we're going to probably see at least one or two more of those increases at 3K before the end of the year. So you'll be at like 17 to 20K by the end of the year. Wow. That, Canadian, that's my guess. Yeah. Canadian, yeah. 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 
No, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. And I and you know people I don't like it, and it is what no, it is, right? No, people don't like it, and and they get their backup and everything. But I think that's why, and I think that's where the subscription will come in to to play, and it'll it, it'll it'll show its use then and there because. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming the subscription price will also have to increase along with the increases of buying it out full. I can't imagine the subscription is just going to stay the same because then, then it'll be a no-brainer for people to go subscription. So I created this thing. I'm going to throw it up in our like private chat if you want to click it and you can share your screen. Okay. Um. Neo, Neo brought out when in their uh, uh, Neo day, they they what they do is they do a lot of um, uh, well they're trying to get into this battery swap thing, and they and they, you pay a subscription monthly for what you pay the car, you pay a certain amount for the car, and then you pay a subscription. And apparently, the subscription model is working pretty well in China. So Tesla may be onto something with this subscription thing. I mean, maybe they've seen the light at the end of the tunnel that this is the way to go. Okay, so what are we what are we looking at here for everyone at home, uh, Franklin? It's the FSD so you, price predictor. Yeah, so if you like zoom in a little, uh, so you can actually see it, because uh, there's like a ton of white on your screen. Um, <laughs> okay, so change the eight to whatever, like to a seven or an eight or whatever. Okay, so basically what this means is that's the who, current price. You of, who made this? You oh you made this? Okay. Yeah. So that's the current price of FSD at ten thousand, right? Let's say. Uh, at seven years of ownership, it would work out to 119 per month. So that would be your break-even point for Tesla to charge uh, a subscription cost for FSD. Over assuming they're saying, "Oh, you're going to uh, subscribe for seven years at 10,000." So you can play around with the numbers, and you can see uh, what you think. Yeah. Okay. It'll work out to you. So if you think like average year, average car ownership is 8.4 years, I believe. So we'll put eight at ten thousand. It's a hundred and four dollars a month. Yeah. But if we change that to fourteen, like we were talking about, it goes one hundred and forty-five dollars a month. But you have to remember one thing with this number: Tesla is taking the risk here, assuming that you're going to pay one hundred and forty-five dollars per month for the full eight years of ownership, versus someone just outright paying fourteen thousand dollars for FSD. So the subscription costs would have to be higher than 145 per month. Yeah, true. And and you know what? I, and that's what I've I've uh, thought about time after time with this whole subscription thing. Is are they going to allow uh, people to do a monthly thing in terms of? Yeah, you'll pay monthly, but like, will you be a minimum of 12 months or something? Or are you going to be able to go? You know what? I'm going on a vacation on a road trip with the family in June, so I'll get it for June, and then I'll just cancel it. Do you do you think Tesla's actually going to do that? I think, or they're like leaving money on the table by doing that. Darren, you want to jump in? Because <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, I know what you think, Franklin. But <laughs> I personally, I would, I would like for them to offer that. I, I think they're going to have to offer some kind of minimum um, right. commitment. They uh, have to. Yeah, or the the monthly cost would just be so high that compared to an annual commitment or something like that. You know what? Maybe the and then another part of me thought maybe you know what Tesla's just gonna be like you know what 
we're there's certain amount of people and demographics out there that will not pay for FSD no matter what uh, full out price. But even if we let them go one month or two months or a, like you said, Darren, there'll be a minimum. Even if it's three months, maybe Tesla's thought to themselves and, and analyzed it and thought and figured out, you know what? That's better than nothing. Instead of getting nothing from 40% of the ownership out there, or maybe it's even higher than that. I'm just throwing a number out there. That if we can get two or three months at $145 a month or hundred say an even $150 a month, that's better than nothing. If we get $150 a month for three months out of like 10,000 people, that's better than getting nothing out of those same 10,000 people that we wouldn't have gotten anyways. You never know. So there's Maybe. some there's an interesting comment uh, saying from Mark, of course, uh, they can charge you based off how much you use it versus like paper use per mile. So instead of subscribing oh. for like a set amount of time, you subscribe for a mile, like not a mile, but like mileage. Mileage. I never thought of that. Mark, you're brilliant. Am I uh, am I the only one that never thought of this? Am I like, did, did you think of this, Darren or Franklin? Um, As, no, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm the only one. <laughs> uh, this is why I, the dumb guy, hosts the podcast and he gets intelligent people as guests on the podcast. So, <laughs> no, like I, I, that's good. That's that's a good. It, it would be good if I had gift cards, you know, like oh, oh yeah, here's a hundred mile FSD. Here's your gift card, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of cool things they can do with that after. Wow. Yeah. Shoot. Well, that's good. I'm glad you um, you put that little uh, predictor up up for us I, there, Franklin. Like, how I long did it take you to do that? In the chat to round it to two decimal places. <laughs> yeah. No. You know what? <laughs> I saw that at the beginning, and I was gonna say something, but you know what? Who am I? Okay. Uh, I don't even know how we got off on that FSD tangent. I'm sure somewhere somehow Franklin brought it up and. and no, no, no. It was in the comments. It was a question. Yeah. Okay. If they should buy it now, but you know what, Dax? It was a staged question. Uh, do we have any uh, Tesla stories before we wrap, wrap up this uh, episode? Starting with, uh, I don't want to put you on a spot, but starting with Darren, do you have anything? If if you don't, you don't have to. We can. Uh, yeah, I think it. I might actually have something this time. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I tweeted earlier today that I passed nineteen thousand kilometers on my Model Three. Yep, and uh, worked it out that to if I had charged exclusively at home um, in BC here we have two um, two levels of, of, of uh, hydro rates so if I had charged everything the entire time at the higher level uh, step two rate it would have cost I think it was four hundred eight dollars to drive 19,000 kilometers uh, which works out to two cents per kilometer Wow so and the, the equivalent so that's four hundred eight dollars in electricity um, and if I was driving that same 19,000 kilometers in my old car, which is a Mazda CX-5 uh, SUV, it would have been uh, about $2,600 in gas compared to 400. Wow. Just shows you how, how much money you can save in, in those, in the fuel savings. Yeah, more than six times the amount. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know what? It's, it, 
I tell people this, uh, people I run into, uh, colleagues and, and family members every now and then, when when they uh, talk to me about Teslas, I'm like, for one, A, we there's no doubt, we've always said it before, you got to get butts in the seats and get people to drive it. Granted. But also, when you get people to think about what they're going to save, because people, and I get it, people look at the initial sticker price and their monthly payment and stuff like that. And that's what they look at because that's what they're going to be paying. But they don't think about the other stuff, the cost of ownership, the maintenance and the gas and stuff like that. When I tell people, have you calculated how much you're going to be saving in gas and paying for electricity? And they're like, no. And, it, and then the next question almost automatically out of their mouth is, how much do you pay for electricity a month? And I tell them, and I say, keep in mind, what I when I tell them, I say, keep in mind, this is how much I drive. Because me telling someone I pay 80 bucks a month in electricity doesn't mean anything until unless I tell them how many kilometers I drive a month, right? Because everyone could, everyone's different. So once I tell them that, and then you see the light bulb go off in their head and they realize, wait a minute, you know what? I never even factored in gas or oil changes. I just, cause, and I get it. They're just, they're just, you know, uh, concentrating on the monthly payment. And when they th hear a $50,000 car or a $60,000 car, they think, oh, wow, that's going to be like too expensive for me. But they don't look at the overall cost of ownership. It'll come around as, as the public gets more and more into EVs. It'll come around. Franklin, you got a, a nice warm story that'll uh, keep us warm at night in this wintry weather? No, I do not. Um, Good. Okay. Scary. Um, I was driving Sca my... Yeah. Wait a minute. Didn't you have a scary story last week? This one's different. Um, okay. This one doesn't involve <laughs> other people in my city. Uh, it does, but it doesn't. So I was going to pick up lunch for my dogs today. Uh, they like chicken nuggets, okay? So I'm, I'm a good dog owner. I treat them. Uh, so I was going to go pick up nuggets for them. And when I left my house, my car just got an update uh, like the day or two before. I haven't been driving too much. Um, so the software update screen was like on my screen already. And I hey, wait a minute. What update yeah. are you on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I have the beta version. Um, so... <laughs> I wanted to click the little X. I'm just messing with you. Don't, I don't know cry. you are. Don't cry on live YouTube. I was going to say live TV. Um, so I wanted to click the X and it wanted to disappear. So when I put my car in reverse, the uh, camera popped up and I came out of my driveway and I left. And I figured I'll just reset my screen while I'm driving. Reset my screen. It took about 15 minutes before my screen came back for my car to reboot. And... Probably around the tenth minute, I was like, "Hmm, what's going on here? How come? It's like, is my car not coming back on?" And keep in mind, I already left. Like, I'm driving at this point. The car still works. Autopilot still works. The only hard part—it's not even speed. The hard part is not knowing whether my signal's on or not, because there's no indicator. So the signal will work with your screen off, but if I'm signaling left, let's say. And I like tap, like, is it off? And I'm like, if I tap it again, will that turn it on? You know <laughs> so, what I call that? I call that ultra Joe mode. <laughs> yeah. So that was my experience. So about 15 minutes later, I was like, thankfully it came back up. And that is my story. Okay. Maybe I missed something in the beginning. I get your story, but did it have anything to do with your update? Was it an update that was going in? As yeah. You were so. Driving? I just got an update for it was one of the bug fix updates. Point and, one. Uh, 
Oh, I've had that for a while. You haven't had that? Okay. Because there's a 48.30.1, I think, out there. So maybe that's – you're right. Hold on. That was supposed to install, and I guess it failed the installation, but I never really noticed. Oh. Maybe your internet went down. Yeah. So what version are you on now? Just thought 30. And I think okay. it was the 30.1 was trying to install, and it failed. And when it failed, it crashed my car. So when I went to reboot it, it took okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Back. It didn't crash your car, but I <laughs> it crashed my car's software. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I knew what you meant. I'm just I don't want anyone at home to be like panicky that oh no, Franklin <laughs> <laughs> crashed his car. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, you know what, Ashley? I've heard that from a few people in the last couple weeks that uh is it 48.30? Is that what it is? I've lost track of what it is. I heard there's a 21.2 out. Uh, 2021.2. Anyways, um, I've heard the latest one that most of us are on, and I think it, I got to check. I think it's 30. Um, yeah, 48.30. It's very buggy, and it has a lot to do with the, the main screen crashing. And just like you, rebooting and taking a while. I don't know about 20 minutes, but it's taking a while. I, I know some friends that have messaged me saying, I think something's wrong with my MCU. <laughs> Mine was about 15 minutes because I made my way from my house to McDonald's through the drive-thru to get my dog some nuggets. <laughs> Wait a minute. When you said nuggets, you meant chicken nuggets? Yeah, yeah. buy them chicken nuggets. I'm calling PETA on you. You're what? poisoning your dogs. No, it's good for them. <laughs> yeah, not good for them, but it's fine. Like they can eat. It. I'm, I'm just joshing you, yeah, buddy. I get you. Yeah, yeah. So, very good story. That's very good. Scary. I get you. What you mean by scary now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's amazing how everything works in the background, though. Eh? Like it really th- that screen means nothing. <laughs> it's it, great. Good to see the redundancy. The only thing I really wish is there was a way to hear your turn signals. That's the only thing. And that's one point I was actually thinking in my mind, like, to have to roll down my window and do, like, the old hand out the window to, <laughs> to look oh, people. Buddy, all I'm going to say is if you're in the, talking about the same town you live in, I wouldn't even worry about your turn signal, dude. <laughs> you just blend right in. <laughs> it's true. No one uses them here. Yes. The number um, of birth signals in my town yes. is, like, the highest per capita across the world, probably. I agree. That's why insurance is so high. Exactly. We're getting a little long, so I will just make my my story really, really quick. Um, Remember I was saying earlier when we were talking, when I said that I don't take a jacket. I can't remember last time I I drove in the car with a jacket, and my wife always bugs me. Well, I got got nailed (laughs) back on the weekend. We uh, And I, I apologize, Franklin, in advance. I... A, I didn't tell you, and B, I didn't take a picture for the mafia, but we decided we're going to have sushi. So my wife ordered it like two hours in advance, and because here in Ontario we're locked down, there's the sushi, yeah. We're locked down. Uh, We had to go just pick it up. Uh, It's just pickup only. So I get there, and it's a place we've gone to before, very good sushi place here in my town. Um, I get there, and I, for one, for the first time, I find – there's a there's like hard to find parking. I thought nothing of it. I find parking. Actually, I parked illegally. I, I found parking, but I probably wasn't a real spot. So I'm th- I'm thinking I'm just gonna be in and out. I'm gonna grab the food and I'll be back in the car for two minutes. I even left the cabin heat. You know how you can leave it on? 
the uh, cabin, whatever it's called, not dog mode or camp mode, but where you can just leave it on because I was, wasn't going to be long. And it was a cold. It was like minus – okay, once again, <laughs> everything's relative. I thought it was cold. It was like minus five out for the night. It's like 7 o'clock at night. So, but I think I'm just running in. So my car was preheated, so I didn't even – I just took a hoodie and I th- thought I was running in. I get there, and there's a lineup out the door at about 10 or 15 people. And I'm like, what the hell? So long story short, I waited about half hour with just my hoodie. I didn't die because I'm here. But it taught me a lesson. Like, yeah, even though I'm just running out and the car is not cold, I still should take a coat. (laughs) We get spoiled. As Tesla owners, we get really spoiled. And when I came back, my wife made fun of me and said, I told you so. Told you so, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's, that's her job, right? That's what wives are supposed to do. Or spouses, they're supposed to make fun of you and tell you they told you so. So that's my story and uh, I'm sticking to it. Anyways, folks, it's, uh, this has been one of the longer ones. We're, we're reaching uh, an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Once again, 20 minutes of the beginning was just introducing Ryan. Ryan. That's why I took 20 minutes. <laughs> No, it was my fault that I didn't introduce you. Anyways, folks, thanks very much for uh, participating, everyone in the chat. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for um, at home. Once again, if you have any questions, I apologize. There was only a handful of questions uh, this week. I will get to them next week for sure. So I will put them off till next week, and I will get them answered. There, there's not nothing pertinent like someone's car is – like it's not an important question that they can't be waited uh, wait till next week, and um, with that said, you, you guys can catch us uh, if you have any questions. First of all, leave them down below in any of the the uh, YouTube videos, or you can uh, leave them in any of the social media things at Tesla Talks. You can find me there, or you can email me directly at TeslaTalksQuestions at gmail dot com. Email me there. And uh, I will get your question on for sure. Guys, thanks very much for uh, joining us. Uh, Darren, where can people find you? I know, I know where, but I want you to tell everyone where people can find you. Uh, easiest place is driveteslacanada.ca, and you'll find links to all our social media there as well. There you go. He's uh, he's a fiend at getting Tesla news out there. Like It's, it's amazing. I mean, you think that it was a... It was a not a coincidence or I did it on purpose. Today's articles that are all, I don't know if you noticed, the majority of them were all Tesla, drive Tesla candidate. They weren't. It, it, I mean, it wasn't intentional. It, that's just my go-to now. And everything that's relevant to Tesla is on his uh, webpage. Franklin, where can people find you? Uh, Mother Frunker on YouTube, M Frunker on Twitter, and Mother Frunker on almost any other social platform. I also want to shout out Akeed, which is Gary's YouTube Gary. channel. So check yeah. that one out. Uh, like I said last week, I want to do this with like some smaller channels up and coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does some like really cool driving videos, uh, just like good good videos in general. So check uh, out his channel. And his channel is A K I D E. Yeah. Okay. A K I D E. Yeah. Okay. It. Cool. Cool. Thanks and very much, guys. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Follow him on Facebook through all those Facebook groups. Here, where you're listening, Dax M on YouTube because he makes it confusing for the viewers, and Tesla talks on Twitter. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's probably why I don't, because it is very fragmented and everything like that. But thanks for seeing that, Franklin. Thanks very much, folks. We will uh, catch you here next week. Probably, maybe not Monday, but maybe uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. I will just just look in t- on Twitter. Twitter is where I announce, and, and YouTube a little bit, uh, is where I'll announce the, the next podcast. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll catch you next, uh, next time. Thanks to everyone in the chat that helped us out tonight. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. See you later. Bye-bye.